welcome to the Blue Collar Love Starflyer 59 Retrospective podcast where we are doing our second ranking video, our second of hopefully three. My name is Samuel. And I'm Aaron. And today we um, have another special for you guys. So um, we did get some feedback from our um, ranking of the side projects and people seem to like it. You know, we had a good handful of people listen to it, and then I even saw like some comments on the YouTube video. So, um, yeah, I, I'm really glad people liked it, and we're going to keep ranking stuff since we're kind of at the end of Starflyer's uh, discography, for the moment being, at least. You know, in 20 years, we'll probably do another ranking video with, you know, 20 new albums. Since it's already confirmed that there's a new one coming out next year. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But this is us just ranking where we're at. Um, so this this list right here that we're ranking, this is all the EPs and compilation albums. So the ground rules for this. This <coughs> album cannot be considered a mainline Starflyer album. Um, so none of the, the studio records like... Um, Americana, Leave Here a Stranger. Yeah, none of those. Um, these are albums that were either A, EPs, so, you know, usually six songs or less, or they were compilations, meaning they were not necessarily recorded for, like, necessarily one project, but more like B-sides or demos um, that were compiled together at a later time and then sold to the public. Or there is one special case on this where it just simply isn't considered a mainline album, even though it's 12 songs. Yeah. We'll talk about when we get there. And those singles like Terror or or, um, Next Time Around where it's just like one song or two where it's a single, not an EP. Yeah, we're not doing those. I should clarify. Because if we tried to do the singles, we'd be here all night. (laughs) Plus... Kind of defeats the, the spirit of it. I feel like it does. It does. Um, I don't know that that is that is the project. I don't know if we ever want to do Aaron because it'll be a three month podcast um, where we just rank every song. <laughs> I don't know oh if we want to get into that mess. We have to do parts. We have to do parts. We have to do like songs. It'd be three months long. Ninety. <laughs> yeah. Just, it'd be it'd be way too long. But all right, coming back to the matter of the gravy, we have 15 projects here. Um, we have 13 EPs and no, I'm, I'm sorry, 12 EPs and three compilations slash full length projects that are not mainline Starfire projects. And me and Aaron ranked them, and we're gonna do this. If you listen to our last episode with um, the side projects, you know how this goes. We'll just each give our number 15, 14, etc. We'll kind of talk about them back and forth, give why we chose them this way, maybe some stuff we liked about it, etc., etc., and then uh, move on. And I'll tell him how he's wrong along the way. Any questions or comments, concerns before we get started here? No, you go ahead and kick it off with your number 15. I think we're going to have the same number 15. We'll, I don't know. I was surprised by my number 15. So when I do these rankings, a lot of times, because I don't, I rank everything. I'm a list-oriented person. I like lists. 
And I'm always, I'm surprised by what winds up at the bottoms a lot of times. Because I usually have what I want at the top pretty easily. But when I look at it, I'm like, oh, wait, that why is that at the bottom? I guess it just kind of fell there. Yeah, it has to. I'm uh, the same way. I was making stuff, too. <laughs> so my number 15 is the Minor Keys EP. So why? the reason why is, honestly, it's out of all these EPs, it less, left the least amount of impact on me. Um. All the songs on minor keys I can either get on the main Dilemma album or on another project we'll talk about later, um, Ghost of the Future. So it just doesn't do anything for me, and it's the EP I have the least amount of reason to listen to. So you're not a fan of the Under the Milky Way, the cover of, is it a Smith song? Morrissey? Something. I don't know. It's a cover of some that, that's the one, But that one's on Future, right? I'm pretty sure it is. It's not. It's, that's, it's not. That's the only one that's not. Oh, it's the, like, okay, there. Okay. So, my bad. Um, but yeah. if that tells you anything, it's just not an EP that I come back to often. Okay. okay. We're, um, and for me, like you, before I give my 15, I was surprised, like, how hard this was. Because, yeah, in my head, I'm like, oh, I got this. I know it is. Then when you start listening, like, do I really think that's better than that one? Like, oh, really, dude? And it's like, oh, man, especially the live ones. The live ones were the problem for me. Anyway, so 15 for me was the old demos because um, the demos aren't better than the the, the studio versions. And, um, yeah, I don't really listen to this much. Um, if they if it wasn't for the reissue on the cassette with the the cassette box set that happened this year, I probably would never listen to it. So it's cool to have it there. Um, so that's like the only time I'll listen to it when I'm listening to the tape version of old. Um, oh, wait, so they reissued old on cassette this year? Yeah, on velvet, velvet blue. Yeah, velvet blue. Yeah, it was like a green lime green shell. Um, it was two cassettes. One was the actual album, and another was the um, B side. Um, the demos on each side. So, yeah, and the demos are, for those who don't know, it's um, The Sheriff. Um, uh, they called it, instead, Major Awards was called The Sheriff as the demo version. And then also Old and Underneath were the demos that were on that. So, all right. Okay. So, That's kind of rad. I, uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I'm, so, man, I, uh, okay, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. No, I just fine. I didn't know that existed. I missed that completely this year, and I Velvet, would. Go to the website. Nice. All right, my number four. Actually, how about you give me your number fourteen since I went first last time? Um, the minor key ZP for all the reasons that you mentioned, and even though under the Milky Way, um, again I don't I haven't. I think it's the Smiths, but I'm probably wrong. Or New Order, or one of his bands that he likes a lot. Um, but it's not a. It doesn't grab me. And like you said, the other two songs um, are, you know, on the Ghost of the Future. Um, so it's like I, I very rarely. Listen. I just listened to it like this week when I was going through the the rankings, just to listen to it again, just to make sure if anything's changed. And no, nothing has. <laughs> And are we going to get through this quicker than the side projects? Nah, nah, because nah, we got some talking to do when we get into the thick of it. All right. Um, number 14 for me is Live at the Paradox. <gasps> Bless your heart. Are you kidding me? So we had this conversation when we reviewed Paradox <laughs> together back when. 
So here's my <coughs> problem. Out of all the light albums, this is my least favorite. Um, this is so. This album is Franklin's on drums. Uh, oh, I forget his name on bass. W- one of the bass players that didn't play with Starfire a lot, and I just, I'm his name is a Brotherton giving me at the moment, and then Jason. Huh? Was it Brotherton? No. no. Um, man, now I, I feel bad having to look this up in the moment. Um, no, but there's these are mainly songs from Leave Here a Stranger, right? Which is my favorite. Well, we'll get into the ranking. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. We'll get into the ranking next time. Um, but it just doesn't work for me. I, I think, for one, the reverb on the guitar is just way too much. It drowns out everything. And all the songs just sound sad and slow, which I get. That's like Starfire's signature. But it's sad and slow in a way that reminds me, like, I don't want to be doing this right now. <laughs> yeah. So I just, it just doesn't do it for me, this, this EP. And I want to like it. You know, this is a unique lineup to Starflyer that we don't get a lot. It just, but alas, it is just not doing it for me. Well, it's on the 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 on this. It's Jason on guitar, vocal, Richard Swift on synthesizers, and and Squeebs, Joey Squeebel on drums. That's it. Okay, is that the lineup on it? It's the lineup, yeah. Oh, my mistake then. I am. I misset it. Um, and I, I love that lineup. Like I love, you know, Squeebs and Swift, but just for yeah. whatever reason, it just does not gel for me in the CP. It's your little time. It's your little time. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, what number are we on again? 13? 14. 14. 14. We just did for it. My one's minor keys. So now we're oh, on 13. Right. Okay. So my number 13, you're going to bless my heart again. You ready? Oh my god, I swear to god, you say fell in love with 22 or plugged. I'm coming through this computer. <laughs> um, can't stop eating. Uh, I mean, that's pretty bad still. Not come through the TV bad, but bless your heart bad for sure. <laughs> so, once again, I don't know what it is about the stuff surrounding Leave Here Stranger. Because this is the EP that came out right after Leave Here a Stranger. And once again, it's just not doing it for me. The best song on Can't Stop Eating for me is his cover of Dear John. Oh, my God. Uh, or Happy Birthday, John. Sorry. I'm just over is... my head in silence and in and, and, and stern <laughs> judgment. Like, well, you can tell me why you love the EP so much when you get up to it. Okay, is that fair? That's fair. My number 13 is the I Win um, EP. Um, not that, and again, let me let me preface this like I do so much with Starflyer albums. It's not that I hate it. It's just that when you're ranking stuff, some things have to be at the top, some things have to be at the bottom. And so um, I Win, like, um, oh yeah, the split EP that just came out, the Rocky Valentine's. Um, that recently came out. We're not including that in this, but um, on the episode, we're talking about the, the cool cover and how like Starflyer, like some their LP EP, seem to have like really cool, cool covers. And 
this has an amazing cover and for me the highlight besides the track the the, the, the track titles uh, song is you know white fog um and i love the ws um, 2005 on um, family lines they're all solid songs but this one i don't listen to as much as the ones that will come to but I, when i listen to it i like it i don't hate it i don't skip anything i like it don't love it like it <laughs> And you know, I should clarify, I don't hate any Starfire stuff. Like, yeah. I was listening to a, a YouTube video today where this a couple guys were ranking their They Might Be Giants albums, and, like, they had, like, legit contempt for some of the albums. And I just don't <laughs> feel that way about anything from Starfire. I, most everything I would still say is, at the bare minimum, a solid C+. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so give me uh, your number 12. All right, the first, it's going to be the first live one. What's going what's gonna to be? Which one do you think it is, Sam? Um, I'm going to, uh, well, order of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? By process of elimination, okay. I'm going to guess never play covers. You got it, my man. Never play covers again. Um, don't hate it. Um, it's it's solid. I mean, it's. I'm glad. I mean, it's it's very. I mean, it's pretty much, um, um, um Portuguese. I'm the Portuguese blues and like um, um, old and then like I think like one song from yeah, Birthright from Fashion Focus. But I'm glad that we have these songs. I mean, because I've never got to see Starfire before, and this um live album helped me appreciate the i'm portuguese blues um album but more in portuguese blues which we'll talk about here um because you know those songs are, i think they're i like to call them garage metal flyer songs and i think they were just like um rocky valentine's i think um these song those songs were meant to, to be in a live setting you know and i like it i mean i mean again just there's other ones that are just a little bit better very nice. Uh, my number 12 is The Last Laurel. Mm -hmm. um, I say this because I can't ever remember the songs that are on it, but I remember enjoying them. <laughs> that sounds horrible. And I, I like I remember enjoying the songs. I even listened to it like just yesterday, I think. And I can't ever remember the songs that are on it, but I remember I always like them. So The Last Laurel ends at my number 12. Oh, very, very nice. And just for the sake of um, being um, thorough, um, the the uh, personnel on the Never Play covers is obviously Jason um, on guitar vocals, E. Collins on bass, Frank Lenz on drums, D. Lorenz on guitar, um, and that's the lineup. For me, what are we on 11 now? Mine, yeah. is, mine is Portuguese Blues. And it's, um, again... Um, Again, don't hate it. It's just there's nothing that really like, like like you like with the last Laurel Laurel. When I think of Portuguese, I'm like what songs are up there again? <laughs> That's the one with the cool etched um, B side with the band photo. But what's up there? But then you know it's like the um, the two um, tracks that aren't on I'm the Portuguese Blues Troubles and He'll Leave Me Alone. Those are really good solid songs. But you know again, uh, like it. Don't love it, but not a skippable song. What's your number 11? 
Um, I'm curious. Do you have the physical copy of Portuguese Blue? Yeah. Vinyl? On, yeah. The the mini vinyl, I should say. Yeah, it's a it's a twelve inch still, but on the the B side, all the music's on the A side. The B side is just like an etching of the band. It's pretty cool. I thought I thought it was a story. Wasn't oh, the, you're right. No, that you're right. No, you're right. It is a story by um, J. Edward Keys. You're right. That's what it is. You're absolutely right. Which is transcribed on the internet because it's really hard to read on the vinyl, but I think if you Google it, um, the, the, the transcription is online. Hmm. All right. My number 11 is our first, my first compilation on here. Uh, easy come, easy go. You are out of your mind. <laughs> okay, so here, hear me out. As a whole... Easy Come, Easy Go is actually really great. I would love to own it so much. It's on my wish list mm -hmm. of CDs to buy. Uh, in fact, I mean, how cool would a vinyl of Easy Come, Easy Go be? It'd probably have to be like a, a three vinyl set. Mm -hmm. Or just do the B-sides and live. We don't need the studio cuts. That is valid. Just do the B-sides mm -hmm. and live. That would be rad. Mm -hmm. um, but as a whole, it works pretty good. I mean, it's just it's the first three songs from the first uh, five studio albums. Yep. You can take it or leave it. Um, but then the B-Sides collects all the B-Sides and EPs from up to that point, along with a special live set that is not anywhere else. Yep. And that live set, I believe, has Jeff Cloud on bass and Squeebs on drums. And I don't think anyone else is there. Yeah, I think you're right. It sounds about and right. It's a that live set works much better for me. I love that live set. Um, it's not perfect. Like I think it takes a minute to get going. The first song or two is a bit iffy, but um, I do love Johnny Escabel's drumming in it. Like his drumming is has so much energy <laughs> compared to uh, the the more slow leanings of Jason and Company. So I do love that aspect to it. Um, but really, I say all that to say, the live set is really the only unique part of it. Everything else I can get elsewhere and in more contained um, settings. Like, you know, songs from She's the Queen, I can enjoy on She's the Queen, and it's a more cohesive package, as opposed to just mixed in with 10 other B-sides. Yeah. So that's why Easy Come and Easy Go is so low, simply because the only unique part of it is that live set, which is good, but there's other live sets I like more later in this uh, list. Okay. Well, you're right, too. The personality of it is um, just Cloud, Jason, and Squeebs. All right. So we are number 10 now, all right? Did you do your number 11? Did I? Yeah, yeah Portuguese Blues. The Portuguese Blues. Okay. All right. So my number 10. We're, we're in our top 10 here. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. 10. The old demos. Um, I really like the old demos just for a kind of different side. It's basically, it's old minus the production. I wish the old demos were a um, 10 songs and not just four. It would have. Uh, three. three. Yeah, it's only three songs. But I do love the sheriff. I do love um, the uh, 
the old, like the original, the demo version of old, I like a lot. It sounds even more like Radiohead's Creep than the other oh, version. Really? It's just, it's a very enjoyable listen. And uh, yeah, just all that to say, I quite enjoy the old demos, probably more so than you, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Number 10 for me is The Last Laurel. Um, the Man Who Will Eat Dennis and Nito, Lucky Ones. It's just too short. These songs, and like, I don't know, especially for us and Lucky Ones, I wish those songs were longer. Um, I don't listen to this a lot, but it's usually in the fall and I listen to it. And I don't, I just, it, it just, it just grabs my heart. I don't know why. It's just like, just a weird, melancholy, happy feeling when I listen to it. Um, yeah, really like it a lot. And from this point on, it's just all, just bangers from this point on. And so, yeah, last Laurel forever. All right, give me your number nine. The next live album, Live at the Paradox, for all the reasons why you hate it. I love the slow, sad, melancholic, slow burn flyer. Um, so this is right up my alley. And I this is one of the ones that I struggle with, like when I was doing my ranking, because I, I was like, wait, do I like this better than Blah? And in one configuration, I had this almost like out to like number four or five. And I'm like, oh, is it better than this? And then this one was really, I knew it had to be in the top 10, but this one was one that called, caused me the most consternation. And like the, the highlight to me is to help help me when you're gone. It's just so beautiful, like the rendition. And I think it might be the longest live song recorded by Starfire outside of Prepare, Prepare to Detour, because it's like five, five minute song. Um, but yeah, I mean, so good. I just wish I, hopefully one day, I'll get to see Starfire live. I, we can always hope. What I would also really love is um, one downfall to a lot of these EPs is they are so short. <laughs> yes. um, I wish we can get like a, a mega compilation just with where they're all still in their own groups of three, but then I could just listen to them all in one sitting. I feel like that would help. All Jason albums are too short. <laughs> no one has ever said, wow, what a long album by Jason. <laughs> it's ever I think his longest album is gold, and that's yeah, not that's too long. Okay. It's almost an hour long. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Even Indiana. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a great side. I love you, Indiana. <laughs> right. uh, my number nine, uh, Portuguese Blue. <coughs> um, so I was listening through um, all the albums, all the EPs in chronological order, mm. and this one came on. And I was like, wow, shot to the arm. This just sounds so good. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that just might go back to my love of, like, garage rock. But yeah. it just sounded so good. I was loving it. Um, like, it really made me reconsider, wait, do I like I Am the Portuguese Blues? Like, uh, like more do. so than I already do. Like, uh, yeah. So just, just for that shock value alone. And like when I was just listening to everything and how much it struck me and then making me like reevaluate it's, it's a parent album. I was just like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Portuguese blue vinyl. I want to own the physical vinyl someday, but until then number nine. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what the, uh, never, um, never play covers. That's what it did for me. It me appreciate the parent album of I'm the Portuguese blue so much more. Um, number eight. What's your number eight, Sam? Uh, I win. 
Mm. Like, purely on the strength of, I know the title track's technically on my island, but it's so dang good. It is, I would dare say, top five Starflyer. I, I disagree, but I can't argue with it because it is it is really stinking good. It, it's like I think I said before when people um when I try to tell them about Starfire, the first song I played for them to get an idea of the band, I give them I win. I'm like, listen to this song. <laughs> and then um Fog, White Fog yeah. is so mm-hmm. wonderful. Uh, it is it just you know, we need uh we need that full length Starflyer Western album. We do. Like, we've gotten so many, like, Western country motifs, but we need, like, a full-on cowboy album. <laughs> Eat it. Uh, number eight. I, also, number- I, I should, I, I will also say, I Win holds a special place in my heart because of this podcast. Um, we talked to the guy who did the artwork, and then shortly thereafter, Aaron, you, uh, sent me a copy of I Win along with this uh, cool velvet blue bookmark that I still use for my books to this day. So um, it is that that EP, when I physically hold it, reminds me of this podcast and all the good times we've had. So. Oh, that's beautiful. For me, number eight is something that I've held dear since the 90s. Um, it is none other than Love and Cooler. Um, it's a brief... I mean, technically, it's only like three songs. I mean, because Levancore is a, it's just like an edited version. Um, but this has definitive studio version of um, Levancore. I love the six minute version. I love all the French from um, our boy Wayne Everett. I'm, uh, when No One Calls the BRA, um, the Starfire 2000 reprise. I mean, this is like audio macaroni and cheese. I also don't listen to this as much as I should. Um, don't have enough time in the day, but. I have to crank it. I have to crank it up loud. This is not a quiet listening album. <laughs> What's your number eight, Sam? Um, I just gave my number eight. I win. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So my number seven is Le Vain Car. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, I think the really the title track alone is worth the price of admission. No, it is. T- so the cover, I mean, the, co- the, the cover art, and I'm glad it's finally a t-shirt. The cover art alone, I would just buy it. If I was in a store and didn't know nothing about the band, I saw that cover, I was like, I gotta get it. <laughs> Best Starfire cover, hands down. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love the title track. It's so dang good. It's epic. It's just, mm, everything about it is so good. In fact, it's so good, I often forget there's two other songs on there. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, it's just, That's yeah. Fair. That's fair. It's a great song. <laughs> um, but if I remember correctly, the other two songs aren't horribly shabby either. No. Uh, is, is that Starflyer 2000 is one of them, I think? Starfire Reprise. Starfire 2000 Replies. Which is just an instrumental version, but it's still good. Like, I still thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, all that to say, um, it's a wonderful little EP. Um, there's other EPs I like more, but it's it's still pretty great. Number seven for me, Can't Stop Eating. Okay, well, so tell me why you like it so much. What was it on your level? Like, 13, 14, what was it for you again? Uh, 
Can't Stop Eating was 13 for me. <laughs> wow. It's only seven for me. Okay, and, 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 and you're, again, you're wrong, Sam. The best song up here isn't the cover, the Damien Gerardo cover of um, Happy Birthday, John. It's the cover of Bon Voyage, West Coast Friendship. That's the best song up here. See, um, I, I love the original so much, though. <laughs> I do, too. The original is better with Julie, but it's really good because you get to hear sung from both perspectives because they're in the song, the narrator's talking to their spouse. And so for me, it's like full circle, like where we talked about in the Rocky Valens, Rocky Valentine Starfire split. Um, to hear Jason, you know, his wife saying, complaining about their life and then hear him saying the same stuff to her. So, I mean, it's just, I just really like that. Um, competing, that ending, how it just starts, it starts getting noisier and noisier and noisier and just like discord and discord and then it just cuts off. It's like, oh, God, that's so good. Great, great little trick there. Um, theme from the dromedary. Uh, yeah, this is. I would love to get this on vinyl. Um, they need to press this on vinyl for sure. This, yet again, a recurring theme. I need to listen to this more. It's so good. <laughs> and I do like. I mean, it has Pager the Line vibes to me. The cover, but um, it's a cool EP. And I remember when you when I got it originally, whenever it came out in two thousand two, it had a little sticker and um, of that cover. Man, I wish I had it. I don't know what happened to that thing. But, yeah, it's a cool... Um, I mean, he's got his truck on it. Couldn't be a more Starfire cover, right? <laughs> Dude, Starfire is secretly an Americana band. <laughs> like yeah, Basically. The next one should watch the new album was going to have a train on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, anyway. Uh, so, gosh, we're getting up there, man. Number six, six then, for you, right? Yeah, okay, so let's see if we have, if we, if our, our number six is. Should be close. We, we might Minus, have the same top five. My, I think, I mean, from what you said already, I think we might have the, there's going to be one other thing off, but All right, go ahead. my number six is never play covers. Interesting. Once again, wow. I was listening through everything in chronological order, right? Mm-hmm. To never play covers, not. Like, shot in the arm. Heck yeah. Um, beyond that, this is the only live Starfire we have with two guitars. Mm-hmm. And Correct. that two hey, guitar, hey. that second guitar does wonders. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope if Jason ever does a live show again, I hope he has a second guitarist. Because, like, don't get me wrong, he's an amazing guitar player. But to have that extra, to fill in that extra space... Sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said earlier, Never Play Covers makes me appreciate the songs on um, I Am the Portuguese Blues that much more. So the only thing that would make this better is if there would have been more back catalog in it. I think if there would have been more back catalog, I would it'd probably be my favorite live album. And that's why it's so like, low on my list, too, because yeah, it's basically... I'm the Portuguese blues and old. Like, yeah, if it was more diverse, absolutely, I agree. But it is what it is. It's such a great album, though. Um, that is, by the way, for those that missed it, um, Never Play Covers is the album that is a full length, technically, but it's not yeah. considered a mainline Starfire album. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have, we have not gotten a mainline live album technically, like where it was like 
released by Tooth and Nail as the Starfire live album, which yes. is surprising. With as many live tracks as we have scattered, I'm surprised they never just like recorded straight from the soundboard and released the live album. I don't know. Maybe they have, and Jason was like, eh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Too long. No, and I, you know, I, thank you for saying that because, like, never play covers like thirty-five minutes. I bet you that's probably the longest start recorded Starfire um, concert. <laughs> probably. I mean, let's be honest. The, the longest concert is probably thirty-seven minutes. So. Yeah, I, I think I think it might be what we have a never play <laughs> which was recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, by the way, for the ner- nerds. And um, live at the there, Paradox was recorded in Chicago, I believe. And I will I will also say there was another live album I haven't listened to because I can't find it anywhere. It was digital only. It was Which called was Live at the Shubs or something, I think. Oh, oh shoot, um, Shubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live at Shubs. It's not been released physically. It's only digital, and I can't even find it online. Like, it's yeah. not anywhere. So, yeah. yeah, Jeff, can we get – yeah, let's get a physical copy, even if it's just cassette or CD, something. Well, it was released through like a like like a website club, so that's why it's so hard. Like they probably don't even have the rights to it. Who knows? Jake, they might can figure I'm it saying, out. Hey, um, hey, Starfire community out there, I know one of you guys have it on an old USB drive somewhere. Send it my yeah. way. Upload. My way too. Yeah, let's send it one of our ways. Though we need that because yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that either. I forgot all about that until you just mentioned. Yeah, anyway. so that's, that's the reason why we're not reviewing it with everything else, sadly. Yeah. You can't review something you never heard. <laughs> What's your number six, sir? She's the queen, and I bet you that's oh, probably... Oh, we were so close, Aaron. Bless your heart. You, I'm going to say yours is number five, I bet. It's probably five for you. We, but I love this. We were so close. <laughs> this, um, it's just, I love this because you get pretty much... Most of the, the, the varying Starfires, you get you get Shoegaze Flyer, you get Lounge Flyer, you get Joy Electric Ronnie Remix Starfire, you get um, Grunged Out, just rock straight ahead, Frenzy Rock and Roll um, Starfire. It's just like a, it can, I know it sounds, not that I describe it, it sounds pretty schizophrenic, but that's why it's an EP and that album, it's a collection of songs, but it works well and I love the flow. I remember when I got this back in 90s, when I, 97, 98, when I became a Starfire um, fan. And um, just having the Martin Brothers first collab. Well, I didn't know about Dance House Children at the time. So this was my first Martin Brothers collab. It was very special to me because I just got to um, Joy Electric. And yeah, and the songs up here, I mean, are great. Um, and then for those who can't afford $400 to get the 7-inch The Drop album, um, the song The Drop's up here. So that'll save you a couple hundred dollars. So that's very helpful too. <laughs> oh man, I will I will have some words about that EP when I get to it. Yeah. All right, uh, tell me about your, your number five. All right, top five here, which you ruined. Just... We were going to have the same top five, but you had to go and break it. Well, I mean, because of something you said earlier, it wasn't going to be exactly, but I thought we'd get pretty close. Um, so number five for me is Ghost of the Future. Um, this is what makes it hard for me because... It's a compilation on EP, and because there's so many more songs than, like, let's say, La Vancour, which is basically three songs, and there's, like, well, I think, like, 20, 20 songs or something like that on Ghost of the Future. So it's not kind of fair because, but the, 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 the EPs that are, obviously, since this is number five, so some better, the songs that are on those EPs are just so stellar and so just 
banging that it's gonna you're gonna need like seven or eight songs <laughs> to to just outdo the one. <laughs> so that's why this is five because I mean again like like we said there's no bad Starfire songs. Um, so you get you got Mall Monarchy, Mall Monarchy. Uh, I love like the Little Bird, the acoustic, the Mr. Martin song. I mean you got so many good songs up there. Um, and so that's why it's so high. If there was like fewer songs on it, might be lower. But number five for me. That's number right. five. Yeah. Number five for me. Plugged. <laughs> I back in. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Dude, this is the best live album. Um, it just. I don't know. I don't know what it is other than that everything just sounds so good on it. So this is why right after Wayne Everett and um, help me out the other prayer chain guy who joined. I'm a screw his name. I'm a sorry, Campo. Eric Campanzo Campazano. Yes. <laughs> right after they joined, and we really what makes this so good. This is the best of early Starflyer. It really is. You get um, Blue Collar Love, Housewife Love Song, La Vanquard, um, Feel the Mess. Oh, just. And they play them so rocked out. I love it. Um, Jason's guitar is just on fire. And he sounds like he has energy in this. Like, this is before he got old, apparently. I mean, he's always been old. But this is before, like, the old really hit him hard. Because um, he actually sounds alive playing in this album. And I just, I wish this was a full ten songs and not just five songs, four or five songs. Um, but those four songs are so dang good. And I love it. Oh, this album. I, I can listen to this outside of YouTube. I need this on CD and vinyl. That is all. They're available for a million dollars on eBay and Discogs if you want to get them. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, I'll sell my. Li- I'll trade my liver for plugged. <laughs> um, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. All right. So uh, number four for me is plugged. <laughs> um, okay. okay. This the best live star of my album. Agreed. And you're right. I mean, when you have. And not not a dig against anyone else because like we love Frank Lindsay and Richard Swift, rest in peace. And we mentioned other people too. Squeeze. And I love I love Joey Escobar. Like he yeah. is such a he is such a wonderful human being. <laughs> and he's a great drummer. But you know you got Wayne Everett on drums and speaking French throughout, not just on Levancor, which is I said that um, the um, the six minute version um, on the Levancor EP is the definitive. Record um, studio version of the song, but the definitive version of Love and Core is the live version here. <laughs> it just crushes. It's just so aggressive. So much feedback, and you're right throughout the whole thing. Jason sounds so alive. There's so much energy, and you know the drumming from Wayne, and then Eric on the bass is just. I mean, next to you know, I know you love Dale Stephen. Um, he's great too. I mean, it's like for me, it's. I don't know who's it's like Jeff, Jeff Cloud, Stephen Dale, and Eric, um, as far as best bases on that's ever been a Starflyer. And those three together, I mean, they're basically the, the you know, the the rhythm section from the prayer chain. I mean <laughs> it sounds like the prayer chain's rhythm section joint Starflyers is like, of course this is gonna be amazing. And um yeah, I could 
and and although I do like the um, live at the paradox because it's more melancholy and slow. When Jason, like you said, it, it, he lets it fly. It, could you imagine there was a second guitarist on this? Oh my god, um, just a great. Yeah, I mean, I just can't stop listening. I do listen to this a lot. I was listening to it a lot today. <laughs> so that's number four for me. What's number four for you? Uh, number four, Ghosts of the Future. Oh, wow. See, I, I think we're getting there, Sam. We're, we're kind of getting there. Like, we were a little off on she's... Oh, okay. But, okay, I got you. Go ahead. Um, mm. This is just like you said. Um, this, and I don't mean this as a dig. This is quantity over quality. Um, these are not all perfect songs, but there's so many of them that you're bound to find eight or ten you like. And oh, love, uh, like love, like Mall Minarchy and M23. Come on. Yeah. Well, also, I love the acoustic version of I Love You Like a Little Bird. Oh, and, and Games of Riverside instrumental. Oh, come on, man. That's <laughs> yeah. It's not a repeat. <laughs> so one of my bucket list items is I, I need to, even if I don't own it, I want to listen to all of these on the individual seven inches. Yeah. Uh, just to get that experience. You know, I really thought this would be like your number one, quite honestly. Uh, yeah. Well, you'll see why it's not in a little bit. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Ghost of the Future. It's, it's also, if you have it digitally, it's Ghost of the Past. They're the exact same songs. Yeah. Um, Ghost of the Future is the the vinyl experience, which I have not yet had, but yeah. I will someday. You will absolutely. You will. Don't. All right. Um, Top three. Number three. Number three for me. Fell in love at twenty-two. Oh no! <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, you know, I was listening to everything chronologically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is Fell in Love at 22 that high? I'm not sure, honestly. It's 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 good. But then I listened to everything around it, thought about it some more. And I, I it's honestly the EP I've listened to the most out of all of these. Yes. Um, easily. Um, this was, I think, the first Starfire record I I bought myself that didn't like come from the library or something. Like gotcha. I went on eBay and searched it out. Um, and yeah, it's just such a good EP. Um, Fell in Love at 22 is obviously a brilliant pop song. It is Jason Martin's best pop song, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Samson is just so melancholy. And then, of course, you he get the showstopper. The, the, the reason everyone comes to the show, um, traffic jam, like just it, it shouldn't exist, it shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> Love it every time. <laughs> every time that's, I listen to it, I'm like, I never have to, I never have an urge to skip it. I'm always just like, okay, yeah, let's let's buckle in, folks. We're, we're going 15 minutes here, let's go. <laughs> that's the perfect description of that song. <laughs> shouldn't exist, shouldn't work. But it does. <laughs> oh, and then EP Nights. I love that that synth riff on there. It's so good. Yeah. 
So, Fell in Love at 22 is such a great EP. Okay, number three. Number three for me is Easy Come, Easy Go. And this is another case of quantity over quality. And like you said, it's not a dig. It's just that, like, uh, at worst, a Starfire song is going to be a C. So if you have, um, you know, like, I think it's like 12 um, or so. Was it like 12 actual, like, um, B-sets? Let's see. It's like 12, yeah, 12 um, beat sides, and then you have um, some live tracks, too. Like, come on. And then, and, I mean, we haven't got to it yet, but my second favorite Starfire song, and for a long time, it, this was my favorite Starfire song, All Done Wrongs on this. And so when I mentioned, like, Ghost of the Future, the reason why that's not higher is because it doesn't have All Done Wrong on it. And that, like I said, you know, it takes like seven songs to make up for like a really good like Starfire song. And All Done Wrong is one of those songs I talked about before, a hypnotic Jason song, just go into musical bliss, zone out. And so that coupled with the other ones, you know, um, Elijah the Prophet, you, you know, I Was 17, all those things, coupled with the live tracks, it's just a lot for these other EPs to like even come close to it i'm with you like plugged and you know all the you know i i think that um outside of never play covers i think that um i mean the live tracks on this set are the only um live um, set that we have released it's better than never play covers the rest of the live sets i like better than this but that couple with these all these b-sides plus all done wrong it's number three <laughs> All right, tell me about your number two. Well, number two, this is this is this is why I prayed. I got I I, I prayed to Jesus. I prayed to Kanye. I prayed to my ancestors. I mean, I sent smoke signals. I smoked mescaline. I was like, these two is it's almost a coin to <laughs> but very very the slimmers of margins. Number two is Miami. <laughs> because okay. my, my my favorite Starfire song up here is up here, This Recliner. I mean, I've talked about it, cried about it. It's just the best Starfire song. It's amazing that 30 years into Jason's career, he can write his best song. That's just, I don't know what others can do that. I don't, the Rolling Stones aren't doing that. The Beatles weren't doing that. Hell, I even Prince could do that. Um, and so, and then, I mean, we get the intro to his um, son, Charlie Martin on drums and, you know, some of the songs here, including this recliner. Once more, I mean, all the guitar riffs and change ups, board, that outro, uh, the song Miami, of course. I mean, it's like four songs in that, right? It's like four songs in Miami, right? Is that right? Let's see. Yeah, something like that. And um, But they're all just so stinking good that it's, even though Easy Come, Easy Go goes to the, um, future has so many more songs each song up here is worth seven songs it's just phenomenal oh yeah cv2 yeah i forgot about that one which is crush for the second version of crash just phenomenal what's your number two sam which i think i already know but go ahead (laughs) my number two is she's the queen wow okay you know i put it six but i could see I can see his number two. I can't be mad at that. You did good. So here's my reason. Um, A, she was my sweetheart. Mm -hmm. That is in my top five Starfire songs. I love that song. 
it is just so like it gets stuck in my head. I will just randomly have she she was my baby. I just get that in my head so randomly all the time. Uh, beyond that song though. You have a, a wonderful silver uh, B side, and then Lounge Flyer. Yes, preach. <laughs> Three Lounge Flyer tracks, and it just—I yes. have been begging for a Lounge Flyer full album ever since. <laughs> like the the three tracks that they do are so good. Yeah. Or is it two? I don't know. I can't remember. So it's just. Because She's My Baby is kind of that lounge song, loud song. Yeah, so three. <laughs> oh, man, Lounge Fire is so good. And then, of course, you know, you get the the Joy Electric remix. Um, yep. Where's our full Joy Electric remix album? Why did we never get that? <laughs> saying. Like, what we need is uh, the next album needs to be a double, a double LP. One with Franklin's violin remakes, and the other with Ronnie Martin electronic remakes. Amen. What's to happen? You have my money already. Tell me what it's in. Full album and have a third of Lounge Flyer. <laughs> tell me what it's in the money. Just tell me. <laughs> Where do you want me to send my kidney? <laughs> All right. Um, I'll I'll just say my number one next. Uh, Miami. Um, okay. I I didn't expect it to be my number one. I really didn't. But I was listening to it, and I'm like, it might be so linked good. to how it's much really I love. Huh? It's so good. <laughs> it's five songs. Yeah. And I think it's linked to how much I love Young in My Head. Young in My Head is such a good album. And so these are B-sides slash demos from young in my head right and they're all so good and i just i i love this version of crash i love bored which is a another it's another reversion of a different song um and then of course this recliner timeless um such a powerful song i really didn't expect miami to be number one but it was and i was like okay it is what it is but you know what though, um, 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 one of a uh, um, a guy in the uh, Starfire um, group, David Kramer, he has something called the the Young in My Head Miami Sandwich. How he listens to it. So what he does is he listens to the first side of um, side A of Young in My Head, then he plays Miami, and then he plays the B side. It works so well together. <laughs> I because remember when we did Young in My Head, we decided it's. Like two halves. There's like B side is the rock side, A side is the nostalgia side. Yeah. So I can see Miami bridging those two really well. Yeah, it works really well. And I'm with you. Like when I, when Miami first came out, I remember when we did our episode of Hack Take on it. I was just like, so I was like, last day, there's no way that you know, because it's new. You know, you hear new music, you get really excited about it. But then you know, sometimes okay, this is no Americana. This is not Leave Here Stranger. But but yeah, like the more listen as time goes, it's still up there. I mean, it's yeah, I can't be mad at you number one. And the only reason why it's number two for me because of my number one, which I think you figured out what it is. Yeah, tell me about it. Fell in love at twenty-two. I have two 
copies of the CD because I've listened to the first one so much that it started skipping. So I had to get a second one. I remember when I got this, I got this in, uh, I was in um, Germany in 2000, the year 2000. And I would, I would literally put it on repeat. And it's like the first album. Because normally if I listen to an album, I won't be able to listen to it for like a couple of days, at least maybe a week. Because I don't know, I'm just weird like that. But I remember the first time I heard this, I was just like fell in love with it. And I would listen to this for hours just on repeat. And, you know, like, you know, the, the first title track, obviously, you know. And you're right, it's probably... I would, you know, it's not even his best pop song because I think, like, she she was my sweetheart, so it's a more of a pop song. I mean, it's just hand claps and acoustic guitar, and but it just shows what how good of a songwriter he is. It's just the melody uh, in the hook of "She Was My Sweetheart." It doesn't need anything. All it needs is that melody and hook. He could have just played spoons; it still would have been good. It's such a great melody, you know. And but I mean. But anyway, so um, Fell in Love at 22 is not the star of this song. I mean, it is obviously, like you said, um, Traffic Jam. Um, and it's a song that should not work, but for some reason it does. I never skip it. It's nothing much going on. It's just that little groove. You can just bliss out to it. And it's so weird that although it's like 15 minutes long, when it ends, I'm surprised. I'm like, it's done already? <laughs> like, it just goes by so fast. And we want it bad. I mean, so you get that chilled out. It's not a lounge vibe, but it's a chilled out. It's a um, slow song. It fits well. And the flow of this, you go at Fellow 22, good pop song. We want it bad. We're you know, we kind of slow it down a little bit. Then EP Nights, it starts off slow. Then it just goes berserk. Eh, with the, you know, that, that big bombastic chorus. And then it slows down. Um... And then we have Traffic Jam that, you know what it is. And then it ends with Samson, the perfect closer. I mean, it, again, by the very, and very thinnest of marches, although my favorite song is on Miami, I just have so much nostalgia, so much history. And I'm, I, I usually listen, uh, I primarily listen to records on vinyl. And if I, and, you know, other ones like Live the Paradox and stuff that doesn't exist anywhere, I listen to CD because what a choice I have. Had, I had this on vinyl. I probably would have to buy the second one, I, and I will buy a second or third one when it comes out because I'm gonna I'm gonna wear it out. That vinyl will be on repeat, <laughs> and so it's just something about these songs and just my history with it and everything. It nearly beats out Miami, and that's my number one. Well, all right, man. It we we did it. Yeah, we, we did. did. You want to recap again? Go down your fifteen in a row again, Sam. Yeah, okay, number 15, Minor Keys, Live at the Paradox, Can't Stop Eating, The Last Laurel, Easy Come, Easy Go, Old Demos, Portuguese Blue Vinyl, I Win, Le Vrancor, Never Play Covers, Plugged, which I did find it funny when I was doing this, that my number six was Never Play Covers, number five was Plugged, the two line albums right next to each other. Yeah, no, crazy. Ghost of the Future at number four, Fell in Love at 22. At number three, She's the Queen at two, and Miami at one. All right. For me, it was number 15, Old Demos, 14, Minor Keys, 13, I Win, 12, Never Play Covers, 11, The Portuguese Blues, number 10, The Last Laurel, number nine, Live at the Paradox, number eight, Levan Cordain, all the so many L's next to each other. <laughs> uh, number seven, Can't Stop Eating. Six, She's the Queen. Five, Ghost of the Future. Four, Plugged. Three, Easy Come, Easy Go. Number two, Miami. Number one, Fell in Love at 22. 
So unlike the side albums, we did not have an agreement on the number one. Sadly, yeah. um, but yeah. it I did find a lot of our a lot of our albums, especially in the top ten, were like around each other. Yeah, even the low ones too, um, like the um, um, minor keys and stuff, they were pretty close. I think that I think the only crazy, the ones that were really different was like, um, what was that yeah, one? I can't stop and, and stop, can't stop eating. <laughs> Which, my, you know, it's a distinct possibility. I'm going to listen to those, you know, a year from now and be like, oh, wow. It's just, it's just, this is not that day, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anything that is going to, uh, and, and you know, for real, for real, if we did, like, if we ranked, like, the albums and EPs together, I, Miami and Fell in Love with 22 would probably be in my top five, even with the full-length albums. Really? Uh, that's That's brave. I think so. Because I think the only ones that would be above them is probably would be like just off the top of my head, Americana, Leave Here a Stranger, um, um, either um, the Fashion Focus or um, Everybody Makes Mistakes. But yeah, I think I don't think anything else would be higher. Well, and that's wild, right? <laughs> all right, guys. That's how, much, that's how much I love those EPs. They're really good. <laughs> I will do my best to have this out before 2024, but if not, mm. Happy New Year's, y'all. Yep. Um, we love y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for Thanks, going on four it. years, man. Ah, four that's years. Cool. All um, right. And, uh, yeah, just tune in next time where we finally, finally, if it doesn't kill us, um, we're going to rank all the mainline albums. We might have to do this in person live so I can strangle you when you say something really crazy. When I give my defense why um, my island is my number one. You <laughs> <laughs> would single head. You might make my, you might murder. My head might just explode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, 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 you, have to, you have to call my wife and tell her why she's now half a million dollars richer. <laughs> all right, y'all. I, I make no promises that that's what will happen, but I, I won't deny it either. You're just going to have to show up and see. All right. Well, I'm Aaron. Goodbye. My name is Samuel. As always, this has been a Brothers King Media production.